because if you're not aware of manipulation and as an adult how we are still continually being hypnotized it's very difficult for you to then recognize and do something about it In this podcast that you're just about to hear, I was delighted to be joined by two of my really good friends, Nimala and Danielle, from the Single Truth podcast. Now, in this episode, we're talking about are we as society and as individuals being hypnotised? What does that mean? How does that link to creative consciousness and mass formation psychosis? Um, how do understanding our boundaries, creating boundaries, how can it help us through these challenging times? How a lot of these tools can be used for the positive, but they can equally used as controlling mechanisms. So for me, this is a really fascinating discussion that is relevant to absolutely every single one of us at this time. I think the more we understand and empower ourselves with the knowledge of how human behavior, how mind control can work, um, then then the awareness, the light shines on that. And when we have that awareness, it allows us to step out of a reactive state into a conscious state of choosing how we want to respond to everything and everything that's going on in our reality. So a lot covered in this episode. I love this three-way round table. Um, For me, it's a great way to get different perspectives, different examples and different ways of explaining things just from our perspectives. So I hope you find this as useful as I did. And most importantly, stay curious and stay free. I am really happy to be here. It's the evening, it's UK. It's very early for Namala in Australia. And Danielle, you're sort of in the middle of us. So we are here today with the lovely Danielle and Namala from the Single Truth podcast. Um, And obviously, I'm Catherine from the Live, Love, Learn podcast. And we're going to be having a really fascinating discussion today on are we being hypnotized and how that links to boundaries. But before we get stuck into that, ladies, can I ask you both just to give our listeners from all the different podcasts that we're broadcasting this on a little bit of introduction into yourselves? So should we start with you, Danielle? Sure. Yeah. My background's in biology. So I've always been fascinated by the physical body. And I had a car accident 10 years ago that really awakened me to the fact that there are things beyond this physical body. And I started to explore things more with the universe and spirituality. And so I've become very curious (laughs) over the last decade and love to share uh, the insights I've gained. Fantastic. And you, Namala? Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Namala Krishnan, and um, I'm the founder of Quantum Art Medicine. And um, my background is more um, on uh, quantum uh, sacred geometry. So when we talk about sacred geometry, is the reference that I always put in that I can see individual sacred geometry as it is. And I, I did um, a more research and studies and science behind it. And that is the type of work that I do. So as a practitioner, I work with individuals to understand where is their life force on their geometries moving forward or where they are stuck or where they are unfolding. So I work and communicate with sacred geometry to help them to move forward in life. Fantastic. And for those of you that don't know me, my name's Catherine Edwards. I, like Danielle, I'm a biologist and I'm very much now a holistic health practitioner. I've had a range of careers in different industries over my lifetime, but for the last 20 years, I've been very much uh, concentrating on holistic health for animals and humans. And very much like both of you two, I really love balancing the science with the spirituality side of things and really just all looking into everything that's expanding our consciousness as humans to make this world a better place. So today, looking at this fantastic subject of are we being hypnotized as a collective? Um, It's a big one and never, I think, has it been more relevant in a lot of people's minds. Namala, what does this mean to you and where do you see us as a society at the moment? Okay. 
Uh, we are at a point of time in life right now, we are witnessing a, it is a significant time for everyone around the world. Um, humanity is questioning their existence. Yeah. So for me, everything is about geometry. And the way I look at things is everything is going through a Fibonacci sequence. It's like a reset for me. So the earth and everything is going through a reset. So identifying ourselves in this process is not easy. I understand that. So um, the word hypnotizing, <laughs> hypnotization, is, um, is something that has been patterned in our life from childhood, right? So it's a hypnotic state that can continue or we can break that hypnotic state and become unhypnotized or dehypnotized. So this is still more, it's a, it's, hypnotization is more about a rigorous um, repetition of behavior. So. We, we tend to repeat our behaviors again and again because that's how we've been programmed. So it's by programming the mind to accept a limiting belief that which is embodied in a, like a closed circuit system. So um, so now, if you girls were to ask me the question, maybe I'll be able to completely uh, relate to what's happening right now. I mean, I think there's so much happening right now where I, at least the way I view things, um, there has been so much that's happened unfolded over the last several years. And I've watched within my own family, this uh, division where it seems like part of my family is, I would call it hypnotized by what they believe to be the truth about all that's unfolded. And then you've got this other faction that totally is like, it's like a 180. Like they look at things completely differently, but they also believe that they're in truth and maybe they're hypnotized by other facts. And so it's like this interesting thing that I'm witnessing in society where you've got these, and it seems like we're getting more and more polarized and everyone really is in their own camp, believing that what they know is true. And because of social media, there's also this, like you're getting fed information that serves your own viewpoint. And so a lot of people are like missing other views and maybe not realizing that they've fallen into a trance with certain information. That's just, in through repetition put in front of them. And so I think what I, I mean, I always love your perspective, Nirmala, but I guess that's what I would ask you is like looking at it now, like why is that so? Is there, are, are we being pushed to awaken? Like what is it that's caused us? Because I mean, I don't know, maybe I was just not aware of it earlier in my life, but it feels so intense right now and that it's only building. I think politics doesn't help the scenario like everything. And it's not just in the US, it's in Australia, it's in the UK. I mean, it's global. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's going through a process at the moment because the human ego and coping mechanism were impacted, right? As the mind created uh, and validated by less and less control over their personal circumstances. That means people are feeling like they don't have any more control over their life. Yeah. They feel like they've been pulled off or there's no more, um, um, what if, how I say, it? it's like a, life is, is a cosmos, right? It's like watching a movie. When you, when you see it and you forget it, it's purely entertainment, right? But then now you're seeing it and you are accepting it. And then you are part of the movie. It's like watching a horror movie. You're going into that aspect of it. Now, just to start off, it's like, we are, it's not right now that this is the process we are in. I think. We have this process from, from very early stages, from, from childhood, right? We already been kind of uh, programmed in our mind. We've been hypnotized that this is how things has to be. This is how we are supposed to, you know, if we don't fall into the checklist, that means something's wrong with our life. Something's not right. You know, we have to be mirrored with somebody else's life. If they are doing that and we are not doing this, that means something's wrong with us. So you can imagine, um, since we already been in that process, and then something now came in and we feel like, um, okay, now what are we going to do right now at this process? You know, so are we, are we walking into it or we are going to stand in it or we are going to be uh, stepping out of it or we are going to be witnessing it? So there's so much of confusion happens. And then there it comes that they, they, they feel like there's something they are not doing right because everyone is doing something and everywhere they see is something is happening. So they find that everybody's following a, a sequence. And are we part of this sequence is the question they ask. The understanding is that we all, geometrically, when you look at it, we all are kind of um, 
within the universal laws. The universal law governed the constitute of geometrical law of nature. So within this period, we are supposed to go through certain specific experience and that experience is kind of pulling you up to stand on your truth of who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is standing is I'm not only talking about the world, I'm not just talking about um just the 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 country, the community. I'm just I'm not talking about every single thing, including your family. So in every level, we have been hypnotized. So sometimes when you step out of it and you, and you completely go into this space where you can understand you're on your true self, do I need it? Is that is this for me? Is the question you've got to ask yourself. Not, not many are able to do it because of the fear factor, all right? And there are some who didn't want to do it is because of the control factor, <laughs> all right? So we've got two teams here. So when we bring them into a bridge and then we say, when we ask them to cross, all of them are going to be confused, you know? One has this control space where they say, no, I'm not going to do it. The other one will say that I'm just going to follow what everybody's doing. If we were to remove that shell out of ourselves and then we stand as the true self in this white, beautiful, as the divine light, you would be able to understand what you're seeing. Is it for you or if it's not? It's like you facing the truth yourself. So understanding the truth is what is more important. Every individual is different and the truth we are seeing is not going to my truth, is not going to be your truth and your truth is not going to be mine. But we have to set boundaries in where we are standing and where we are holding ourselves to understand, are we going to cross this line right now? Is it necessary? Is it for me? What do you think, Catherine? It's such a fascinating subject and there's so much into it. I've been doing a lot of research into mass formation psychosis and I will put a link to a really good video below on that, and also collective consciousness. So when we're talking about hypnosis, obviously, again, a lot of people think of that as an individual thing where you go for a hypnotherapy session, Mm -hmm. perhaps to quit smoking or, or to change some aspect of your life or get over a fear. But what you've explained so well is this this hypnosis that's happening on a collective level throughout whole areas of society and also in terms of the fact that most of us when you know we everyone knows I think most people listening to this are aware that you know in the early childhood naught to seven you're in a different brainwave state where you are effectively taking on information in the same way that we use for hypnosis and I think what's so fascinating at the moment um like you were saying Danielle is that the different areas of the division uh, it's so, so strong. It's never almost been more obvious because this whole pandemic situation has brought it to a forefront where people are forced to have these conversations and face these realities because it's impacting all of our daily lives. But one of the things I found so fascinating when I was looking into the mass formation psychosis, and I can go through if it's useful some of the points associated with that, but to me, the big question is how much of this is um, an agenda by world leaders Mm. to achieve a certain aim and how much is part of the way humans behave anyway. Mm. And the reason I think that's so important to understand is not to go into victim mentality of someone's doing something to us, but when we understand the reason behind it, if you know what the end point is, it's much easier to snap out of it or develop tools or as you were saying the Marla boundaries to say where does your line in the sand start because if you're not aware that this is being done it's very very difficult and going back to your point Danielle about families being sort of very much ripped apart on this is I think that's absolutely crucial because both sides would not admit that they're the group that's being hypnotized and this yeah. is why I find it so fascinating is how do we step out of it? What do you feel about that, Danielle? Well, I think we all are being, you know, I I look at everything like people, you've got sunglasses on and it's this programming that happened for us as children. It's the things that have been put in. Some people call it your paradigm. Some people call it programming, but it's like 
that's what's running in our brains all the time. And so we look at a certain situation, all three of us could watch the same thing unfold in front of us. And all three of us would have a different interpretation and reaction to it. And so you put something on the world stage, like what happened over the last three years. And it's like, no wonder there have been such intense things. Cause it's like, what is the same when you knock a cup of coffee, like, you know, whatever spills, like that's what's inside of you. So when you get knocked, when there's an obstacle in life or a challenge, like what spills out is these patterns, it's these beliefs, it's these insecurities, it's the stuff that's already in you. And so then when we have this on a world stage, like such intense things happen, it pushed everybody. And so all this stuff started spilling out and it got intense because people were in fear, people were scared. And so for me, it's like, you can't judge the other person. There's no, I'm right and you're wrong because it is their reality. Like the lens they're looking through that's truth. And if you try and tell them it's not like, it's just the wrong fight to have. Like, you're not going to, you're not going to get anywhere. You're just going to continue, you know, being intense with the other, just blow up the situation. So for me, I always just come back into myself and I say, okay, well, I have to have compassion because everybody's on a journey and their awareness level is exactly where it's supposed to be for that soul on that journey. And this is where it's like, this is where I love the, the merger that's happened in my own world of like, biology and the spiritual world, because I understand biologically how we got programmed, why we interact and react in certain ways. And then I saw that, you know, I just, I observed a lot over the last several years. I was watching what was happening for different countries. Like it was interesting culturally, the response, right? And when you just, you pull out and you don't take your emotions into the situation, but you just have this like observation of it. It's fascinating to see how these how this caused different dynamics to unfold. And, you know, I'm not immune to it. I know I have my own limitations and issues that that get pushed and pressed in different situations. But to me, like the point of our journey, individually and collectively, to me, it's to evolve, to take our awareness to the next step. And we're like thrown into it. I don't fully understand. I think Nirmala has a better understanding of this, but it's like earth has moved. Like we have shifted and it's caused. I think that's why we're seeing play out in the world what we're seeing. It's because there has been a shift that's occurred. And now humans are being asked to shift. Like we're being asked to grow and you have to take responsibility. Like you have to go inward, have compassion for the person next to you that's on their journey, trying to figure it out too, (laughs) and figure out for yourself, like what's, what's the next step. That's how I look at it. I think I get overwhelmed when I look at it on this basis of thinking, okay, if there's some agenda that's being pushed upon us, I think, okay, well, maybe there is, but I know that I'm incredibly powerful. Like I'm connected to the infinite. And so if I want to create change, I could buy into that. And to me, that's a source of fear. You know, I would be scared if I, if I like agreed with that. So I, I pull away from that and I say, okay, well, I'm powerful. So what can I offer? Well, I can offer people's own individual awareness and consciousness to be lifted through sharing, you know, stories of what I've been through and what others have. So that's how I look at it. And I think, you know, everybody gets drawn into different things, but that's where I go with it. That's beautiful. So, um, yeah. So when I was doing my PhD, there was a lot of case studies that came up, came across and it was like a repeated pattern that I was hearing and I was doing it in a beautiful time. Yeah. That was the specific time I was on the dot at the space. Um, listening to all these things. Um, the interesting thing as, as, as how you have mentioned it, Danielle, is, is just that, that um, everybody's going through their shuffling, right? So it's, it's not just an individual human experience, even though it is. It is a collective human experience that came through, right? It's because of the shift of the earth. And we speak about it a lot, yes. So when the shift happens, the experience comes. Not everybody's ready to say, okay, I'm going to graduate now. I'm learning from this. You think I'm going to jump. No, it's not going to happen. Every individual, every community, every state, every country, you know, has got their own geometrical sequence, you know, and they've got their own influences that's happening in that space. So each personality has to work within their personality. So it's like when you're looking at it, it's like you have a toxic in your body right now, right? So a toxic has entered your body. What happens? The impurity has to get out somehow. So the only way it can do it by creating a disease. Then we got alarmed saying that we got a disease. And then we try to do whatever it needs to to get that disease out of it. 
And not everybody is going to be coming out and saying, it all depends on their geometry again, their personality of the geometry that not everybody's a fighter. Some of them will just give up. I've got a disease, that's it. They'll keep repeating it like a pattern. The hypnotized agent that I'm talking about, you've been hypnotized. They keep repeating, I got this disease, I have it, I have it, I acknowledge, I got pain here, I got this, I got that. And they keep you know, dwelling in that space and hold themselves in that space that they don't want to come out. But there are individuals who, who have a very strong um, understanding of how the geometry is not pulling them they will step out of it and understand that I have to do something now. I have to go beyond my body. I have to go beyond my mental body of consciousness to now come out of it to understand that this is, this is not the truth. Yep. The minute they understand they come out, they are, they are, be, they are becoming, um, you know, um, it's like in the physical level, the brain is like an elasticity that enables to attract and repel human intelligence. And there they now click into their human intelligence because the higher consciousness has, done, has downwardly helped them with that. So once they reach to the state of self-awareness, you know, you will become very conscious of your body. You know what needs to come in, what needs what you shouldn't put in, and what needs to come out, right? So you can even control what's coming in you will be able to do it. The minute you come into the state of awareness and you understand consciousness, you will become the mind, body, and environment. That means you'll be in control of that. You will set boundaries in the way that you want it to be. Just like giving an example, we are talking this on a very collective consciousness in a very much in a huge, massive space. But even in, in a family environment, when you look at it, when you pull yourself out, somebody is very toxic. And they repeatedly do something to you all the time. And, and you feel like you, you have to go through the process all the time. Yeah, because that's your pattern. That's, that's how you've been hypnotized. Family, this is how you're supposed to hold it. This is how you're supposed to. No matter what they do, how much lies or how much blame comes in, you hold yourself because it's family. True, it is family. It is a unit. Yeah, within that unit, you can separate and you can detach yourself. You can do it. If you want to, you set boundaries. Yeah. Mm. You know there's a hurricane coming in. You don't jump into the hurricane and join them, do you? No. You try to move away. You try to, you don't hide yourself. You try to protect yourself. That is what I meant by boundaries. The minute you do that, you are coming out of your hypnotized state. You are understanding that you are protecting yourself. You are in a separate space. You are kind of now grounding yourself to understand what is needed for you and what is not. You are making the decision by your truth. What do you think, Thils? Catherine, again. <laughs> I, yeah, I love it. I mean, I forget who said it, but um, someone famous said, if you think you're spiritually involved, spend a week with your family and then see how you get on. And <laughs> this is what's so fascinating. You know, in all our discussions, it comes back to the same thing as we have to work on ourselves and go inwards because you know, if we don't do that, we're just in a state of reacting to everything around us. Now, what I find so fascinating with, say, my level of awareness that I've got to over the last five or six years, probably a lot longer, but it's really come to the surface in that time, is understanding the importance of how we conduct ourselves. So you're never going to get an opinion across if you're putting it across in a highly emotional state. So the more that we can work on ourselves, work on our own inner peace, as you said before, Danielle, you know, we take our energy with us everywhere we go. We talk a lot about energy and vibration in the spiritual community, but what does that actually mean? But I think also having this, I'm balancing that personally with the awareness of how important it is if, if something is really resonating with you in terms of a purpose and you feel really important that it is speaking about out about it to do it. Because when you look at some of the characteristics of the mass formation psychosis, I'm just going to run through a pop, is the number one, first one is social isolation. And when I look through this list, I could see how clearly these have been put into place well in advance of, say, the last three years to prepare everyone. So socialization is number the one thing. 
Um, the next thing is making people feel that they haven't got meaning in their life. And there's so many surveys that we've done all over. And I think it's something ridiculous, like way less than 30% of people when they were interviewed, this was a huge study that said that they had no meaning in their job. They didn't feel that they knew what their purpose was in life. Lack of meaningful relationships lack of socially being socially connected the next one which I found absolutely fascinating because I haven't heard it explained so well and I will put the link to the video that explains all this below is free-floating anxiety now when I grew up Namala and I were, were the same age almost exactly and Namala when we grew up um, I wonder how, how your experience was. For me, it, anxiety was not something that was widely spoken about. Was when I see younger people now, it's it's so top of so many people's reality of this level of anxiety. And what they how they describe free floating anxiety is, is sometimes it's very natural for us to be anxious. So if we're being chased by a lion or an aggressive dog, or, or, you know, someone's trying to attack you, of course, you're going to feel a high level of anxiety. But a lot of people in society now are feeling anxiety, and they can't pinpoint the cause of it, mm. which is what they call this free floating anxiety. And then the next one was forming a new kind of social bond. So breaking the social bond between individual and individual, which is also largely related to people not having intimate relationships with each other and forming a new kind of social bond with the individual and the, this acceptable form of citizenship. Mm. Uh, and then the last one was always involves some form of ritual, which informs some sort of sacrifice to the individual. Now, when I looked at this and I thought, okay, how do I apply that in terms of what can I do to control my behavior? It's all about awareness. Once you know that, it's this good old saying, once you see it, you can't unsee it. So this is why I think education and awareness and speaking about these things as much as we're actually allowed to is so key. Because if you want to set good boundaries, which I agree with you, Namala, 100%, it's absolutely at the crux of everything. But you do need awareness of some of these things. Or oh, was another pussycat arrived? They might. <laughs> oh, girl, come on, darling. There's not room for two of you. Look, is it? <laughs> Danielle's got a cocoa too. Thank oh. you. <laughs> so I find it really, really fascinating about bringing it back always to what can we do as individuals, and as you were saying, Danielle, about how powerful we are to control our external circumstances, but then also making sure that keeping aware and curious of what is going on. Because if you're not aware of manipulation and as an adult, how we are still continually being hypnotized, it's very difficult for you to then recognize and do something about it. Yeah. No, it's very true. And I think, you know, the way that life unfolds, it's, to me, it's unfolding in a way to wake you up to what you're hypnotized by, because if you're not learning the lesson, you're going to continually just run into things. And I think the anxiety people are feeling, it's interesting. I had a teacher, I'm all about analogies. It just makes, makes things click in my brain. So she said the example of running from a tiger, right? Which is like the quintessential example. Okay. I'm in fear. I'm in flight or flight. My I've got anxiety. What she said is in the modern world, what's happened is that like we opened the door for this tiger and we just let it sit in the room with us. Because we have, you know, things coming on through television, things coming through social media, things coming from family members, things coming from friends, things happening at work. Like we're inundated with so much information that is, it can like fear sells, right? So it's just, it's easier to talk about things that are uh, more intense because it's engaging, you know, it's, it's like, it does engage us we're like, oh my gosh, I think I don't, we're just like, I don't know why we're all programmed that way, but we are. <laughs> so it, it pulls us in. And I was talking with a friend. She said her kids don't want to drive. And yeah. I mean, I'm 34. Okay. So getting my license was like, I'm waiting. <laughs> I was like, do we, let's go. I'd save money to buy a car. I mean, it was like, I was ready to drive. And she said, no, Danielle, it's like a thing these days. Kids don't want to drive. They're so anxious about what's going to happen because they've just been instilled with all of the problems that could occur, you know, when they get behind the wheel. And I thought, holy cow, like, again, some sort of like hypnosis, these kids are under. 
And I don't know where it's coming from. School. I have no idea, but it's, it just, it seems to be around enough that like the tiger's sitting in the room all the time. And then you add on top of that, the way that social media feeds us things, you know, my newsfeed looks very different than my boyfriend's newsfeed. And it's always so interesting <laughs> uh, to, to look at the two and go, wow, like, no wonder that's always on your mind. And this is always on my mind. Like it's being fed to us. So what I, what I have difficulty with, and maybe you two, you two are quite strong. Like I appreciate having you around as role models, because to me, you're both, you're clear with your boundaries. Like I, it's been something that I've had to learn to get clear with, because I think I have this like, I don't know if it's a fear of rejection or like, I don't want to upset somebody or whatever. Like there's something within me that gets very nervous about saying like, no, <laughs> and I'm going this way and mm-hmm. it's not meant to hurt your feelings or whatever. Like I have a hard time with it. And so the last, I don't know, several years, it's been, I've been gaining my voice there. I've been practicing that. I've been removing myself from situations that don't serve me, but creating that boundary to me, it's like, easier said than done, which might sound ridiculous, but maybe some of you listening feel the same way. Like, it's just, I found it very difficult. So like, I know your answer is going to be, you just do it, but like, how do you do it? Because there is, like, Catherine, I see what you did. Like you started to watch what was going on and you, you started this channel to, to bring awareness, to have conversation, to, to, to just allow people to kind of bounce around with different thoughts that resonate with you. And I'm like, what a powerful thing to do. Like, that's, whoa, like that's big to put yourself out there like that. And I just think, how do you muster that sort of strength within or like cut the feeling of what it's going to do to somebody else? Because that's where, that's where the rubber hits the road with what we're talking about, right? It's like, it's, you have the self-awareness, but then you do have to get into action to start clearing your life out. I'm going to be so fascinated to come to Namala in a minute. (laughs) With all your sacred geometry, you see through this. But I would like to just say briefly before we come to you, Namala, it's just that for me, it's been such a long, hard work road and something I practice every day because I am such an empath. Yeah. And it's a standing joke. I've got a twin sister and we're different as chalk and cheese. And and right from since I was tiny, I've always taken on other people's issues, other people's problems. And it's something I'm still very, very much working on. But I had to start a channel because none of my friends and family would speak to me. <laughs> so- <laughs> so I've got a global community because honestly, the level of ostracized, but one thing that really made a difference to me and I don't distinguish between my two-legged children and my four-legged children. I never have. So I felt like this before I had human children. Mm. But I think when you're a mother or you have responsibility for something else in your life, for me, everything changes. Because if you've got a child, let's take an easy example, a human child rather than all my furry children. But if you've got a human child, you're making decisions for that child bef- way before they're even born. Right. Way before. You're making decisions about what you're eating in pregnancy, your stress levels, your your lifestyles, what you're going to do with all sorts of medical informa- interventions, the birth, if you're lucky enough to have a choice. <laughs> um, you know, all sorts of things. So it's it's a fascinating thing where um like now I know what I know about the hypnotic state of under seven-year-olds I probably would have parented very differently for <laughs> my children so my husband and I joke that we've just got a big counseling fund for them but <laughs> I think this is the thing about the boundaries for me it's a daily trial and error but there's some things about my view on life is I would never forgive myself if I said something that could have made a difference to someone's life. You know, that unfortunately history, regardless of how much we believe what we've been told in our narrative at all, but there are some important lessons. And to watch someone being a sacrificial lamb and not giving them an alternative narrative mm-hmm. so that they could make an informed choice, because I don't know whether some of my opinions are right. I've changed my mind so many times with new information that's come in that's made me change made some quite drastic changes in in what I thought my truth was as you said Namala but equally um keeping quiet and not allowing other people another point of view 
to me isn't an option because that can have devastating consequences and then you've got to live with that. I mean, Namala, you see so much through the geometry with people at an individual level, don't you, in a collective level with this? Of course, I do. It's very interesting listening to both of you. It's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> and we are coming back um, to the statement again where it's about the truth, right? It's accessing the truth from within and without, yeah? And as you're doing that, you're communicating with your highest vibration, the true experience of the, of the eternal senses in coherence um, with the inner vibration of your heart connecting to your higher consciousness. Now, when you're looking at things in that, in that way, as you say, childhood, motherhood, family, you know, and all these things, you are very consciously aware. That means that's an experience that you are allowed to be stepped into. So you are going through that experience. And you did speak about anxiety on, on children, young people, massive suicidals and stuff that, that happened, that's still happening. It's because they are lost. As you mentioned, <laughs> Catherine, you, you know, we are, we are the same age, right? So during our time, we, we, we climbed trees. We, we did a lot of things. We are always on the bushes and land and forest, and then we come back home. We did a lot of things. Not that I had a very good childhood, but anyway, <laughs> you know, we, we, we had a huge responsibility. You know, at the age of eight or nine, we are supposed to do so many things at home by ourselves. Yeah. So, so many things that we were able to do very natural, very natural state. But when you look at the frequency, uh, even though we were all so much in that space, frequency was a bit on that space was a bit more shallow, a bit more lower. And then with the, with, when, when, when the earth started moving a little bit more further, like it started shifting, you already see the type of children who are being born. Things are very different, especially right now. Children are very different. Yeah, the young people are very different. And because they come in, in that open, very much in a higher frequency space, it's like, locking them and you know completely shadowing them and putting them into a into a box is not going to work hmm. on our days they could have boxed us anytime we were easy <laughs> it could have been done right but now things are different in saying that even in our days we're so rebellious there's a lot of things that we say no to straight away you know i still remember at the age of 10 i'm saying no to my parents for something that the other two is doing but i'm saying no to it you know, very rebellious. We had our nature stepped in as well. So with the young people who come in, who was, who was not adapting, is because the frequency is still rising in the earth, right? So we are still raising our, our vibration. And so the, the frequency is still rising. And they, they are really in that level. And then for them to drop is very difficult. And that's the reason they're getting anxiety. When I see individuals who come in front of me, when I access the geometry, the beautiful part that these children or these young people meant to, you know, meant to develop into is amazing looking at it. But where they are stuck, it's like, um, how would I say it? It's like, it's just, just, they are in a box where they have put themselves into. And then they put very, they didn't kind of knock themselves with nails. They just put, a, you know, loose screws all around them. It's just letting go of those screws so they can get themselves out. It's about that. That's about it. Yeah. But they are very confused because the, the majority, that means the majority of, of, of what they're seeing right now is saying that, you know, you, this is what you're meant to do. Yeah, this is how you're meant to be. This is what you're going to do. And this is how it is. There's a pattern that's being pushed to them and they cannot work with pattern. They cannot be hypnotized. They cannot be hypnotized. The young people who are coming in, the young babies, the child who are being born now, it's not easily, you cannot hypnotize. They go, yes, 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 but they do something else. You know, and parents are telling me that, you know. I remember a parent sharing me with a, about a two-year-old, you know. I'm telling her to pick the bottle. She goes there and she goes all the way showing that to the mom that she's going to pick the bottle, but she, you know, tiptoe. And then there she gets there, you know, stumbling and getting there. And then she put her hand this way. No, she's not going to pick it up. You know, 
And she's saying, all I ask her to do is to pick up the bottle. Why can't she do it? It's because they have their own set. They, they are not going to be in agreement with what is happening around because mm-hmm. they come here with a mission and they are going to complete the mission. As parents, we all have done our part. We have been opened about it. We have allowed them to now to move into the space because it's their experience here. So with the anxiety, when I'm looking at geometries, it's like sometimes I'm seeing the same geometry in the same focus, but the different personality that interacts, that makes it difficult for them. All right. So depending on what personality geometry they are holding is making things difficult for them. Actually, the door is wide open. It's just allowing them to see the other side clearly. That's about it. And it happens like that. Whether it's for young people or adults or, you know, whoever it is, it's just letting them to see the path very clearly. Um, in, in it's, it's like when I say accessing the truth from within and without, you know, it's like they have to go within and without being attached to any of these things. You can be. You can be in this world without being attached to anything, without being attached to or listening to any of those things that's happening around you. You can live your life in the same space with everybody else, but having the best out of it. Hmm. Okay. But don't forget, we are all here to witness this experience. So we are here to experience this. And that's the thing is happening right in front of us. All right. So those who are in their journey will move forward. And those who can't are going to be staying in that space because it is their experience and we have to respect that. And in that experience, there will be a learning, there will be a turning point. Some people take a longer time, some a short period of time. We just have to allow that. That's it. Yeah. The more we try to jump in and pull them out, what happens? <laughs> they are pulling us inside. We try to be trapped inside. And then some, if we be jumping, we be screaming, we be struggling, we get so angry because we are into that space with them. So, and that's the same matter for family. Yeah. We are born together, you know, we, we do things together, we did things together. But the vibration they are holding is more on the blame. They don't want to take the, the blame. They don't want to take the guilt. That goes for family, that goes for the higher level as well. Nobody wants to take the blame. Nobody wants to write on the guilt. So what they do, the minute you try to um, point out the truth, they try to pull you into the false self. They try to pull you into it. You know, and I always tell this um, story to Daniel about the house with the giant, you know, a small house that, you know, there's a small family living in a small, tiny house and there's a whole community that's, that's around them. But just because one person crossed the bridge and come to this house and went and tell a story that there's a giant in that house, everybody start believing there's a giant inside that house. Okay, even though they have not seen it, they didn't even use their intelligence to see how can a giant fit into this tiny house. But the family in that house is so happy. They are living the joyful, harmonious life. But the external world is thinking that they are having the worst scenario they are having because someone has done the story because they don't want to be blamed. They don't want to take the responsibility. So they throw this into the whole community or the people or the family. So everybody thinks there is a giant in this house. Yeah. And then it keeps going. But the people who are living in that tiny small house is not, they're not attached to any of these things. They're not interested in that story because they know they are living the fullest. They don't care what's happening outside because they know they are living the fullest. They are living their true self. So that's about it. They are looking after everything. They're taking care of everything. They are very connected to nature. They're connected to life. They're connected to love. And that's how they're going to live. It doesn't matter what's happening outside. Yeah. So that's where, that's where I meant by, sorry, Janet, that's where I meant by boundaries is very important. Even in such chaos that you would have went through, Catherine would have went through within families, you know, and I would have went through. It's always setting boundaries by not going and telling them that I'm going to set a boundary. You set the boundary there and then and remove yourself. They will know. Hmm. They will because this is not going to work because a truth is being blocked here and I'm not going to be part of it. And I'm removing myself. 
you can learn, you can just live in, in, in your circle in the in that temporary illusion that you want to live in. It's fine. And you can just remove yourself. Yeah, well, that is one way to do it. I mean, I, I think about so in that scenario, talking about that, I would think like, well, wouldn't I want to set it right and let everybody know that thinks that there is a giant in that house? Wouldn't I want to go tell them like, hey, you're actually wrong. There is no giant. <laughs> like, here's the truth. You know, and if you think about all, I mean, just what's been unfolding in the world, it's like, there is a part of you that like goes, well, is it my space to like, or is it my place? And am I supposed to? And do I have a responsibility on the larger collective level if I'm seeing something that's incorrect to step in and say that? And it's interesting because I feel like it's a losing battle. Like I look at this example is so simple. So I'm in this house and I'm like, well, that's a lie. Like there's no giant here. I don't know why you think that they're not here, you know, but to go out and say that these people already believe it. And so you're just, you're getting into this intellectual battle, you will lose and it's going to be exhausting for you. But then, you know, if it was, I, I, I get, I get lost here because I feel as like, I see what you're saying, but it's very hard to apply when it's something where, you know, that's more intense than a giant, right? It's like, we, Catherine and I were talking the other day when we were speaking with Gurudev, like, well, what about the situation that happened with, with the Nazis and this roundup of the Jewish population? Like, at what point do you stop and say, well, what they're touting is not truth about these people, you know, and when, when do you do something? It just, cause you, you know what I'm saying? Like, where is the line? I, I understand where you can remove yourself and therefore you're not giving energy to it. But then do you just from that space where you've removed yourself from from it, do you try and make change? Do you try and create or do you just worry about your own self and your own peace? Like, because we are all collectively connected. So it, I, it gets murky for me, like right here. <laughs> Can I jump in on that one? Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> and yeah, go for I'll, t- I'll tell you why. Um, so everyone is going to have a different feeling on this and everyone is going to have a different level at which they feel they need to jump in and take action is my take on it. So we were talking, Namara, in the interview with Gurudev about the Nazis as a, a an example. Now, again, regardless what was true, we know one thing that history has taught us, I believe, my truth, that history has taught us this, is the fact that the most dangerous people in the societies are think people that watch something, an atrocity happen, and do nothing. So there's been studies done that show that if, say, a woman is walking down a busy street and is attacked, the most dangerous place for her to be attacked is where there's quite a few people present because everyone will assume something someone else will do something about it. Whereas if someone, a woman's walking down the street and she's attacked and there's just one other person, that one other person knows it's them or nothing and are much more likely to step in. Now, for me, we are social beings, and this is where I would take it back to the definitions I read out of the mass formation psychosis, because when you try and break those social bonds, which are absolutely essential to any species surviving, at the crux of it, in our hearts, or in our solar plexus, whichever one you want to choose, we've all got a difference of what is inherently the laws of nature, right or wrong for us, what is acceptable Mm -hmm. to be a a good citizen. And energetically, if we truly believe there's atrocities being done, which personally I do at the moment, and I sit back and do nothing, then for me, my purpose is useless. You know, if I'm a uh, if I'm a leader of a wolf pack, or if I'm part of a wolf pack, and I see a hunter, it's my duty to warn the rest of the pack. Otherwise, one of my pack mates is going to be killed, and that's how I see those situations. So there's a big difference to me in terms of um personal opinions that aren't putting individuals at significant risk mm-hmm. or changing the look of society as we know it or what it means to be humans so i believe i do genuinely believe that everyone has the right to live their life as others but when you go right back to I think they call it the laws of nature, or it's not even common law, it's below that, the natural law, do no harm. 
So if your decisions are not causing harm to others, I believe you have the right to live your life as you want. But what we're seeing, or my belief in my reality of where I'm hypnotized, of what I'm seeing at the moment, is that a lot of the decisions that are being forced on people actually can do harm. So if other people want to take a decision that is just related to them, their lives, their body, absolutely brilliant. You go for it. You have the right to do whatever you want, but I do not feel they have the right to make me do something that I inherently feel is damaging or could stop me reproducing or whatever. Does that make sense? Yes, of course. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. So you are, what you're saying is that um, um, you are going to protect yourself. You're going to protect whoever who's going to trust you and you're going to be truthful to them. Yes. So the word is, again, is now boundaries and trusting now. So you've got to, the person has to trust you to, to understand why you are there and what you're trying to do for them, yeah? But if if you are trying to help them and they are pushing you away saying that um, you are destroying them, all right, or whatever it is, then we have to understand. It's just like, the, again, back into the, uh, the house with the giant, yeah? There's a there's a huge um like um Daniel mentioned there's a, there's a tiger or a lion going free. And this person come out of the house and telling people, you know, come into my house, it's safe, you know, I'm able to accommodate, I can help you with this. Yeah. They have to trust and enter your house because in their mind, you have the giant in your house. It's even worse than having a tiger because the giant's gonna eat me. Yeah. So you have to understand, even with that, there's boundaries. You can say what you want to say if they are not listening. If they cannot, it's precisely like what you said, Catherine. It's their journey and you walk away. I'm not saying you can't say it, but you cannot go around knocking every door trying to say that you're going to save everybody's life because then it's like you are, you, you are, you are kind of helping them at the same time. You are going to be weakened because when they're not going to trust you, Every door opens and slams at you. You are going to be sad. You're going to get be angry. There's a lot of things will happen within. Yeah. That's fundamentally not what I was saying though. So what I was saying, I'm a hundred percent in agreement with you. But what I'm saying is they don't have a right to um try and force me to do something that's going to put me in the giant's mouth. That's the difference. So I don't have a right to stop them making their choice. But there comes a stage in society, Let's it's just such an obvious one to keep coming back to, that the Nazis, that if enough people say nothing, this is the consequence of the actions. And it get, reaches a critical mass where however good, so if you were a Jew in that stage, there reaches a critical mass where wherever your boundaries are, you can't necessarily save yourself. Yeah. Because... You haven't stopped what was seen. Enough people haven't had the guts to stand up and see what's coming. So I, you know, the difference between people making decisions for their own life that is not having a negative impact, which is a hard one anyway, because how can we live in a modern life without having a not having a negative impact on the earth? But that's a different discussion. <laughs> but to equally um going back to what you were saying danielle about how it's so difficult for people to know what is your boundaries this is where i would take it back to the inner work and say when you do that inner work and really tune in with yourself that's survival instinct that's in is this something that is against the natural law of do no harm to others that means that if I don't take action now, the desert, the consequences could suddenly be at a stage where then I don't have a choice to take action at a later date. I'm kind of agreeing with you. At the same time, I, I, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not saying I'm disagreeing. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I'm kind of agreeing. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Definitely in human space, anybody, if something's happening wrong in front of you, you have to jump and save. And that's normal, right? It's like, you know, uh, with the animals and all that. If anything, anybody's um, doing any harm to an animal, if it's right happening right in front of me, of course I'm going to jump and stop. 
And sometimes when somebody send me in social media pictures of animals being abused and all that, I'll, I'll get so mad that I'll tell them that it's, it's something that I don't, I know is happening around the world. I don't have to know that because yes. I'm not bad to help them. I cannot help them because I'm not them. Yeah. But then what's the other thing that I do is immediately I go into the process of sitting down and sending light to the whole earth like every morning. And this has been something that I've been practicing every, you know, every day where, you know, everything just resonates with love, you know, shift it, change it, you know, you know, whatever that needs to change, protect all these voiceless, you know, protect all these children, protect these animals, all putting them into a beautiful white bubble uh, of protection. That I can do. Yeah, I do what I can do. But what is right happening in front of me, if I can have a say, if I say, if I don't have to, I don't have to, right? But I totally agree with you. If something's damaging happening right in front of you, I, I'm, I'm in there to support or protect whatever that's in there. But something that I can't see is happening. And then it's just like the Jewish and the Nazis you're talking about. There would have been thousands and thousands of people who have been trying to support, including within the Nazis, there would have been people who would have been trying to help them out. We have, we have heard of that story as well. All right. It is for the human experience the whole thing has happened. It is the human experience that stood them then. Yeah. So it is a damage that has happened, but that damage was also created by the universe for a reason. Yeah. So whatever experience we are going through at this moment is to see the bigger picture of it. Um, is, is to resonate, no matter what's happening around, if you resonate with love, you are the saver. And that's how I feel. You are the saver. You're saving everything and everyone. Not just the victims, you're also saving those who are also doing things that they're thinking is so right and they're doing it. You can also shift their mind, you know, is to go to that higher consciousness to bring that, to bring, to bring that. And then we are also hearing about it. Yeah, we're also hearing about it. The way the, the earth has, has, has rise right now is more like you can see it, that the truth is now getting clearer and clearer. There are people who were so against certain things are now saying, now I'm coming into agreement with you, you know, you know, mm -hmm. after seeing it for some period of time. So we have to give them the time because it's a learning experience. I'm not saying that you don't do anything. You do exactly what you're doing. It is still a message. It's still getting out there. Yeah. But you don't get yourself trapped in that, that you will be placed into a box because the energy is vibrating in that. Don't drop into that energy. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So if it is a black cloud and it's, it's like a, a big black hole in that space, everybody's just walking around you. Don't join them. Stay in your space and do what exactly you need to do so that you can navigate them into the right direction. That is fantastic. So but not going so close to that, that somehow or other you drop into that hole with them, right? I'm not talking about you, Catherine, I'm talking in general. So you have to understand where you, where you are. Again, I, like, I don't like to bring the bigger picture, but you know, the microsome and macrosome all comes in together. Within the macrosome, the microsome is inside it in geometry, yeah? So if you're looking at a family unit, you know how toxic these people are and how what they're doing and how you know, within a family, how, you know, they, they create a story and they make it a false, a false self. And then, and to blame someone, they push everything to somebody else, you know, somebody who's there, who's supported them and has always been there for them. Yeah. And then they push everything to them and then they make all these things because they don't want to blame themselves. There's a guilt in them. Yeah. I would make sure I'm already, you know, if I'm you, I'll just go in and I'll voice out. I mean, to everyone, I will just go in and voice out my, and if I see that it's not listening, but it's dragging me into it, that means I'm changing myself from this Zen to becoming the violence or whatever it is. Right. That's about time for me to move out of it because it's not working because this is how they want to be. And that's not a place for me. I've already done my part. I'm removing myself right now. And when I remove, I really remove. I, I, I won't cross that border anymore. Because that's experience has already told me, the geometry that I've seen has already told me there's a lot of learning needs to happen in that environment. So it's not for me. Mm. I love it. I absolutely love it. I think I'm quite conscious of the time. I'd love to hear from both of you. So I think we're all in agreement. There's a lot of hypnosis going on at the moment. Um, I think that's pretty clear. So 
what let's go around and see your top tips for you've already mentioned some namala but there'll be more what what people can do right here right now um to make sure they're not falling into this trap again do you want me to say something um and, you got <laughs> yes, and then we'll go to danielle yeah yeah so i think being consciously being aware is what is very important you know, there's a there's a lot of um, awakening happening. You're already awakened since you're born in this world. So finding out your mission, the perception of your energy frequency, listening to your thought process, the clarity of the thought with clear intentions. What do you want to see in front of you? How you want to see your family? How you want to see your community? How you want to see your the world, the country, the state? You know, all these are in your thought. You know, the the thought is what is what you think is what you become. I always mention this, yeah? So the thought is something that's playing in, in your mind. So having that certainty, the concrete thought process is very important. Ask if this story is congruent with the, with the energy or the energy you project is what you will receive, you know? So create a story that's beautiful, mystical story. Keep creating in your thought. Whenever you're seeing something, Whenever you're hearing something, remove it and completely go into the aspect of this beautiful geometry with the clarity scope. You know, put this imagination in your, in your create a beautiful geometry with a clarity scope that keeps going in like a heart process is coming in and you're having this beautiful story for this world. If everyone can do that, we go 180 degrees shift like that. Mm. Love it. What yeah. about you, Danielle? Yeah. Hypnosis. I think for me, it's, it's first realizing, right. If you're listening to this conversation, it's got to get you thinking like, huh, <laughs> let me observe myself and see where I might be coming from patterns. Or if you just start to look at what the inputs are in your world that are programming you, uh, it all started with me was trying to figure out what sunglasses I had on, you know, and I just, I just look and see, well, where am I getting triggered and what's happening? And, you know, why am I looking at this differently? And then trying to remove them. And the way that I remove them is through meditation. It's just sitting down and remembering I'm more than my mind. I'm more than all these programs that are running. And as neurologists so beautifully articulated, I can actually create from within. And so it's just, again, having to remind yourself of that because we get so stuck in our own thoughts and we're stuck in our own mind. And it's, it's not everything. <laughs> Turns out you're a lot more than, than that. And so when you can drop into that space through meditation and get into your, your true being, you can unlock where you've been hypnotized and you can open up to the truth of who you are and allow so much more to expand from you. And just, it's, it's all perspective. So that's how I look at it. What about you, Catherine? Everything that you two have just said, and I think one of the key tips for me is making sure every single day you remove yourself from technology mm. and you get out in nature, whatever you've got. I don't mind whether it's, uh, you know, uh, if you're in the middle of the city or if you're in the middle of the countryside, we can all do something to go back out and connect because um, this the society that most of us live in now where there's this constant constant input doesn't allow you to go inside and listen to yourself so i like both of you too i'm a big fan of meditation um and danielle and i've got some lovely meditations on the two guru dev interviews that you'll yeah. find on all of our channels um plus more but i think also is um taking a good look as you say at when you're reacting what your triggers are um breathing really connecting in with your breath to calm everything down because when you can just make that five second pause instead of reacting straight away to whatever the situation is unless you're about to be eaten by that giant then react quickly don't wait five seconds but for the other situations just putting that pause in in the situation can transform it because then instead of snapping straight into reactive mode you're then making a conscious choice of how you react so as i say to people if i'm rude to anyone now it's a deliberate choice <laughs> so, <laughs> so you could be aware of that um but no i love it there's so much we can all do and and the final thing i would say is is just enjoy life you know introduce that humor 
introduce the fun, find something that gives you joy, because what is the point if you're not going to enjoy the journey? Whatever might be happening in our external worlds, we're here to enjoy this journey and learn from it. Absolutely. Thank you so much, you two. I could literally talk to you all night, but it is almost the middle of the night here. Um, any final words you want to leave us with, Namala? Um, understand that you're a you are a secret geometry. It's not you're not separate from that. Understand that um, you are love within. You know whatever is happening in front of you, it's just an experience for you to understand and learn. We are in a learning journey. We are always learning. So just resonate with love. You know, open your mind, open your thoughts, open your feelings of who you really are, and express yourself. Your expression is really important at this very moment. So always feel the ease and the love within yourself and shower everybody with love. And you all are here. We all are here for a good experience, for the human experience. And we are collective consciousness. We are no different from one another and always believe that. Always remember that. Yeah. And then as Daniel and Catherine says, go into the consciousness. Meditation is the best space and nature is the best space to be in. Just going into the Zen, going into the space and being in oneness with the universe. Just try doing that every time when you think that you have no space to move away from or walk away from, you know, go within yourself. You'll find yourself. Oh, beautiful. Uh, sorry, I would just add, if you have questions, like for me, listening to these two talk, <laughs> it just it kicks up scenarios in my own mind. It, it kicks up questions in my own mind. I just invite you all. In the comments, write your questions. Uh, maybe there's certain specific situations that you're like, I don't understand how to apply what you're saying here or, or what to do with this. And that's where we can jump on and help. And that's what it's all about. That's the community we want to create. And we, you know, collectively want to help everyone move forward in their own life. I love it. Absolutely love it. I love that suggestion. Please do put your questions below. And then when we reconvene again, we can go through some of those because that's the way I learn as well is just by, you know, finding out, asking people, how would you handle this? And then applying it and then taking the feedback, whether it goes well or not, and learning from that. So thanks, everyone who's listened to this tonight. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have. And um, all the contact details for how you can find Namala and Danielle are as usual below. Thanks so much, everyone. Bye. I really hope you enjoyed that conversation. And I hope there's at least one thing that you can take away and apply to your own life or to the lives of your animals. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. And if you feel inspired, please do share with your friends and family. My goal is to inspire as many people as I can to live their best lives, to stay curious and to raise their consciousness and that of the collective. So to do this, I need to reach as many people as possible and this needs your help. If you feel drawn, would you be willing to share your favourite episode with five different people? This helps us spread the word and also helps me encourage some exciting new guests to take part in this podcast. If you feel drawn to do that, I will be very, very grateful. All the links and discount codes where applicable for all the products that I support are on my two websites, katherineedwards.life and katherineedwardsacademy.com All of the products are personally tried and tested by me, my family and my clients. And finally, please do press the follow or subscribe button depending which platform you're listening on. And above all, stay curious and stay free.